Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD. We're excited to be back with you again to talk about social emotional learning Mm -hmm. and our specific second steps curriculum that we are using this year to teach some of these important lessons to your students. Yeah, it is. And this is such, you know, as school counselors, this is right up our alley, the social emotional learning. Yeah. I mean, it bring, you just break that down, right? The social, the, all our relationships and the ins and, out, ins and outs of that, the emotions, that, which is such a critical thing for people of all ages and the learning, bringing that all together. And it's kind of interesting. Recently, this has kind of been a big new push in schools. And with that, whenever there's new things, yeah. There's there's always, you know, uh, it can be some fears and just misinformation that goes around that kind of stuff. And, and maybe you've seen some of that on social media or things like that. But that's part of why we're doing this podcast episode, because we want to be very transparent, very open to Absolutely. you as parents and, and anybody in our community that has questions or doesn't really know what social emotional learning is. And, and, and as always, we want this to be a conversation. If you have questions or critiques or feedback, please don't hesitate to shoot us an email, give us a call, and come come in and visit us. Um, but so kind of our breakdown of how we're going to do this, I'm going to kind of do the general overview of just social-emotional learning generally. Yeah, what it is. Yep, and then and Tanya's going to kind of go into a little how that looks in our schools, right? Right, right. right. So social-emotional, just kind of break down what that is. Social-emotional learning is a process of developing the self-awareness, self-control, and interpersonal skills that are vital for school, work, and life success, which it, it, we always talk about. We want our students to be college and career ready. Right. And, and which is so crazy to think with sixth and seventh graders, but really that's the goal of education. Yeah. And, and, and it's so interesting. When I worked at the high school, and, and I'm sure some of you have been aware of this, and Ms. J, just working with this age group, but colleges all throughout the state of Utah are facing more and more difficulty with freshman retention. So what, what that means is, you know, students that are brand new to college their first year, keeping them enrolled and going on to their sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And when they cite reasons why, obviously there's a lot, you know, often it could be reading, you know, deficiencies or, or struggles with math. But the number one thing that comes across is the social emotional gap where students don't have that resiliency. They don't know how to cope with it, with this big new change in their life, maybe mm-hmm. living alone for the first time. And that more often than anything contributes to students dropping out of school. Yeah. And, and obviously I, I, I haven't read specifics on that, but on this, but I would wager that's the case with a lot of career type jobs as well as students kind of finishing high school and putting their dipping their toes in the workplace you know, and, and maybe struggling and, and trying to find a foothold in, in the world of work that would also come across, you know. Right. That resiliency that it takes to stick to those hard things um, is sometimes something that kids struggle with. And it's, it's one of our focuses. You guys know this is one of our main focuses at school is to teach resilience, which kind of falls under the social-emotional learning sure. umbrella, right? Yeah, yeah, no question. So, I, I mean, as counselors, this is 
totally what we do, right? You know, as school counselors, that's probably why you and I both got in this job is to help people with with the students with their social emotional. Yeah, I don't think I ever wanted to be a counselor to like help people get an A in math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and that was never really my main goal. I want kids to be, you know, well adjusted and happy and be able to, you know, have good relationships and good friendships and mm-hmm. and all of that is encompassed in your social emotional um, intelligence or for your social sure. emotional skills that you have, right? So, yeah, I think the same is true for, for all counselors. Yeah, and it's so intertwined. I mean, you just think about in our own life, if you've had a tough day with a family member or friend, you know, maybe a fight or some some problem, and you go to work the next day, mm-hmm. I know I'm not on my best, you know, and, and it's the same for our sixth and seventh graders, whether they're having stuff with friends or family or just personal emotional problems, they're not going to be at their best, you know, ability in math or reading or English when, when they're struggling with these SEL stuff, the social emotional stuff in their own lives. So that's why it's so interconnected. And that's why I love the big push recently within education to teach this stuff. And that's the new recent thing. I mean, school counselors have been doing this, you know, since we were in school, but the big cool new push with social emotional is that we're teaching it all our teachers are getting a turn to kind of teach it. and, and, and Yeah, it's talk very about systemic, it. right? So every student in our school is going to get the lessons. And that means that every student has the ability to learn those skills. And if we do have kids who struggle, then that means that they can come work with a counselor. Mm-hmm. They can get a little bit of extra support and extra help. But, but this way we know and we're certain that every student who was in the school that day was going to get this very important yeah. instruction. Yeah, and and, and, it, and we'll get into the specifics a little bit, but just one illustration that I really like, uh, some of you may have heard of him, Dan Siegel. He's a writer that, you know, studies brains and especially the brains of children and adolescents. He talks about flipping your lid. And if you do a quick Google, you could, you could see kind of what he's talking about. But it, kind of the idea, if you put your hand into a fist with your thumb on the inside, that's kind of a good model of your brain. And in the outside, your like four fingers are, are kind of like the um, prefrontal cortex. That's kind of our evolved brain that we do our thinking and processing of our emotions. But what happens often, and this is true for adults sometimes, but especially children, is that we flip our lid is what he calls it. So if you kind of push your thumb from the inside and push it up, you know, and your fe- four fingers flip up and your thumb is exposed, that's the limbic part of your brain, the region of your brain, the hippocampus and the amygdala. And that's you know, that, that, that kind of primal part of our brain, the fight freeze, or flight. yeah, yeah. Freeze, f- fight or flight. Exactly. Yeah. And, and some of our students, you know, they, they just are so under stress, whether it's with, again, with family stuff, personal stuff, you know, whatever the concern is that they flip their lid quite often and they don't know how to regulate. They don't know how to you know, deal with that. And let's be clear, it happens to all of us. Yeah. You know, some much more often than others. A lot of it determine. you know, happens. We all have different, you know, backgrounds and what we see modeled at home and that kind of stuff. But even as adults, even as a counselor, I find myself flipping my lid sometimes where I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta calm down. I gotta relax. Gotta, you know, uh, figure out how to get back to my safe space where I can, you know, get back to my thinking brain. And, and the cool thing Again, we do this once a week in our schools, and, and mm-hmm. it, it just we have a cool, and it's not new. It's been around a couple of years, Sonia, but why don't yeah, you kind of talk so, about how we specifically do that? Yeah, so second steps is a 
it's been around for a really long time, the, the curriculum itself. Um, back when I was an elementary school counselor at Coral Canyon, so this would have been like 2010, 2012, they are, were already a established group. Um, and they did bully prevention lessons, and they also did the social skills lessons. And what they've done in recent years is they've just pulled those all under one umbrella. So that's one set of lessons, one, you know, uh, core curriculum. And they have uh, they have lessons for elementary school, for middle school, and for high school. And so, of course, we're doing the age-appropriate sixth and seventh grade lessons. And uh, they are research-based, which when I say research-based or evidence-based, I guess is another way to say that. Um, there are uh, groups out there that keep track of the research that is done over these kind of programs, right? So it, not only social-emotional, but any kind of um, preventative program or any kind of even academic programs, they will do research on these programs to, to make sure that they're really doing what they say they're claiming to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're going to claim that we can help improve your child's social emotional um, skills. Well, does this program really do that? And so there's been a lot of research behind it that shows that it really does improve relationships It improves mindset, improves, um, you know, the harassment and bullying, um, episodes in the schools. And so, you know, that's one of the things we always look for when we're teaching for something sure. in the schools. We want to make sure that we're not, you know, spending time on something that isn't proven or isn't effective. And so Second Steps really is uh, one of those programs. Um, and then the other thing that we love about it is that um, it's it's easy to prepare. All of our mm -hmm. teachers are able to do it in their advisory classes. And so it's not just the kids getting it from Mr. LD mm -hmm. or from me or from the principal. It's, it's every student getting it from all the teachers. They all know the lessons and we can all help to reinforce those lessons uh, throughout the week and throughout the year yeah. as we go forward. Right. Um, the way that we're set up to do it is every Monday in our advisory class, we teach a lesson and the lessons are set up in units. And so the first unit is really uh, set to address growth mindset mm -hmm. and um, kind of like your belief in yourself and what you can do, a little bit of resilience. And um, you should have all gotten a letter that came home uh, in your email that kind of introduces it and, and it talks about all the different units and kind of gives you an overview of what we're teaching each week. And we will also be sending out a weekly email, part of our our weekly message that we send out on Monday. We will be sending out uh, just a preview of what we're going to be talking about mm -hmm. the next week so that you can, for whatever reason, if you hear a topic and you would just prefer that your family handle that at home and not necessarily that the school's teaching that to your child, but that um, you would rather address that topic with them, then you could let us know and we could have them do an alternate lesson that day and or go to the library and do some homework or something. But then we would leave that to you. And, and that's the way it should be. I mean, I feel like uh, everything that we're doing with social emotional learning really needs to be a partnership between home totally. and school because, you know, you guys know that if you tell them something and yeah. we reinforce it, that sometimes it sticks a little bit better mm -hmm. and vice versa is true as well. So um, I think that, the way we have it set up is a good a good way to do it. And we want our parents to be involved. So the emails that come home to you will say, like, this is what we're talking about this week. Um, ask your child yeah. when you have experienced this 
lesson or, or the topic of this lesson, right? So ask your child when you've experienced bullying or when you've used a growth mindset to help you overcome something. And so it just starts and sparks that discussion. And that's where the real learning takes place, mm-hmm. right, is in those discussions. Um, we have discussions in class, and the whole lesson is really discussion-driven. So the lesson itself will present a scenario or some examples, and then it will ask the kids questions to think about and talk about in class. And the teachers lead that discussion. Uh, but really, it's the kids talking to each other that's really going to kind of drive those points home. And then when you have them come home and review and talk with you, then that makes it an even bigger impact Mm -hmm. because the kids will be hearing your stories and, and that's where you can impart your family values to them around this idea. And all of the lessons that we teach are very, um, basic, I would say, but not, not basic in the way that they're, you know, that they're not important Mm -hmm. or not special, Mm -hmm. but basic, they're just fundamental to life. Right. So, um, there are things that we all need to have and practice and get better at in our lives. And so we just want to make sure that the kids are getting those very basic foundational pieces. And then we can help them grow into those as they get older or as they struggle or as they run into conflicts in school. I mean, we, they, we all have chances to practice these things all the time. And so, um, and so it is, I think, a good a good way to set it up. Now we also sometimes will come back to it, like on a like on a Wednesday or a, or a Friday. In the past, we've kind of come back and reviewed or revisited. Um, and so we may or may not do that this year. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. um, but we just want to continually be like, hey, do you remember that lesson? Yeah. Do you remember what we talked about? And especially if we're as counselors in our office and. A, a student comes in and they're just like, I hate math. I just can't, <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm not good at math. You know, then we can say, Hey, remember that lesson we had on Monday about growth mindset yeah, yeah. and that you, you aren't good at math yet, mm-hmm. but you can get good at math. You can practice your math. You can, you know, you can have this open mindset that's going to help you to grow into being good at math. And those things are so powerful yeah. when you can relate it to a problem that a student is having. For sure. And, and part of that with the growth, I, I love uh, just remembering back to last year where they even go into the science a little bit, you yes. know, like rewiring your synapses and everything with your mind. It's, it's pretty cool. The, it's some really of the cool. Stuff they get into. And that's one of the things that I think they updated. So recently the second steps lessons were updated. And I think a lot of what they pulled into the lessons were kind of the uh, neuropsychology mm-hmm. of the brain mm-hmm. and how, because they're learning just leaps and bounds about yeah, how our amazing. brains work. And so it was bound to happen that they would try to get some of this new research and new information to us because it can really help us to recognize that our brains are not static. You know, there's that old saying that you can't teach an old dog new tricks <laughs> and, and science is proving that wrong. Like they're proving that mm-hmm. your brain is constantly learning new pathways and making new connections. And, and so if you persevere and if you stick to something and if you have that growth mindset, like that's a perfect example of how you really can change your brain, rewire it, make it different. And so, um, and so these are some of the, some of the things that we will be teaching. Now there is a unit coming up about midway through the year that, uh, is on bullying and harassment. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be sending out another outline of that. And again, if there's any problems with you or you want to come see the lessons, you want to see the scripts that we use. If you want to see the materials that are presented, we're happy to show you any of that. Um, we're also putting 
all the lessons on Schoology. Mm-hmm. So this is another option. Uh, this coming Monday, um, your kids will get it in school. But if you wanted to watch it with them when you they come home, or if you wanted to preview it, you could certainly get on their Schoology account, look at the extension six or seven class, depending on their grade. And you can actually watch as Mr. LD or I Mm -hmm. (laughs) go through the lesson and read the script. And we ask the kids to take a minute to think or write things down. And and so it's a good it's a good way to get those lessons if the kids miss the Monday lesson or if you want to just be a part of those lessons and learn what we're teaching and see exactly what is going out to to the kids and then have those great discussions. Right. Um, with the whole family yeah, around the dinner I, table. I would love that. I, <laughs> yeah. We did that last year as well. And, and we, it would be great to have more people home viewing those. And, and, and I mean, that's a theme we talk about in this podcast all the time, working together as a team, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the primary social-emotional learning that happens happens in the home. And, and we just want to reinforce that and, and likewise have you reinforce these good things that are learned in these classes. You know, it's a team effort. It really is a team effort. And I think one of the reasons why we prioritize it in school um, is because there used to be so many more opportunities for social-emotional learning uh, just in your everyday interactions, mm-hmm. right? You used to have friends that would come hang out of the house or you would have, and some kids do get that, mm-hmm. but more and more and more kids are becoming so isolated. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not getting those opportunities to be out on the playground or to mm-hmm. have kids out on the street playing and, and do some of the things that maybe I remember from my <laughs> growing up years. Right. Um, but when my kids were growing up, I would say, Hey, go outside, go play with your friends. And they're like, our friends aren't playing like they're all in playing video games or they're, you know, they're not doing, they're not being out and about. And so some of the opportunities I think to develop social emotional skills have been lost a little bit over the years. And so it's only natural that, um, that the schools maybe would pick that up and try to get that to those who maybe don't get it as much at home as me, as we want them to. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And every family's different and there are some families and we can usually tell yeah, the yeah, kids definitely. at school <laughs> who are getting that very consistently, but we can also tell the kids who have not had it and mm-hmm. maybe have never had any of that mm-hmm. opportunity to learn and pick up those things. And so this is a really great way for us to, to find every student, meet them where they're at, meet them at the level that they are, and then ask them just to stretch a little bit and, and grow sure. a little bit from where they are. And at 11, 12, 13, even the student who's most advanced in this area still, still can grow and improve. And right. that's true for most adults as well. So it's, it's, it's always good to revisit. But yeah, we just want it to be a team effort working with families and, and homes as well. But I... Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty great thing that we have going here with them. Yeah, and it takes practice, practice, practice. So every opportunity that the kids have to hear it over again, mm-hmm. you know, have it reinforced from a different angle, think about students in, you know, that are different from them in a different light and maybe think about a student who is different than them in a way that they never thought about mm-hmm. before. Like those are all ways that kids can really stretch and, and grow um, the things that they are learning at home, but maybe in a new way. And so sure. I love that too. Um, one thing I think the second steps lessons are really good at is bringing that diverse um, kind of that diverse group of students mm-hmm. that maybe we don't have, 
you know, Muslim sure, sure. students at our school. But in the video, there may be a Muslim student mm-hmm. in there. And, and it's good for our kids to see people and hear from people who are different than we are and, and imagine what they would do in those situations. Yeah, yeah. So it's... Again, reflecting, preparing for college and career, right? Which, yeah. Which is... Yeah, it tends to be an experience for many of us, kind of interacting with new people, new viewpoints, and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. definitely an important skill to build. Yeah, for sure. So if you ever have any questions about it, um, like I said, you are welcome anytime to come into the school. We will always um, be willing to sit down and show you the lessons Um answer any questions that you might have. It is also available on our website. So there's a link on the counseling.loveridge.net website that takes you right to the Second Steps website itself. And there's a parent section there. There's resources there. Uh, You can, I think there's some suggested activities to do at home. There's lots of good things for parents at that website as well. So that's a, that's a good resource. And then again on Schoology. And so, you know, we really are trying to just be as, as open and transparent about these things. And we would love your input. So if you see something in one of those lessons that you think could be improved Mm -hmm. or could be, um, you know, maybe spend a little bit more time on those things, then just let us know. And we're happy to second steps has always been really good to take, yeah. take feedback from yeah, us. For and, sure, for sure. So yeah, let us know. And we'll, we'll be happy to pass that kind of thing on But Um, as always, uh, we are available to you as parents and students and we, we just love working with your kids. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You're ama- amazing students we have here at Lava Ridge and we're very lucky and fortunate to, to work with you and, and helping your students be as happy and successful as possible. All right. We will talk to you next week. And we thank you for listening and for sharing and um, getting the word out to other parents. We, we hope that this is helpful and we look forward to, to getting more out there for you. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.